0: I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Anthony D'Alessandro. And this is the Deadline Podcast Hero Nation Peacemaker Finale Edition. Dominic,
1: it feels like a holiday today. It's the season one finale of the HBO Max series. It already has a season two pickup, and we're here with both stars, Daniel
0: Brooks and Jennifer Holland. Now, we have to tell you guys, this is going to be full of spoilers. So, if you don't want to know what happened at the end of Peacemaker... Do not listen to today's podcast. But if you do, we got the business. One of you is the daughter of a very bad person, and the other one of you is in rehab, looking like you're gradually starting to walk again. Where does Peacemaker season one finale leave us, ladies?
2: Uh, exactly where you just said it left us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know where we go from here, but I uh, you know I know that my character is is slowly recovering from. Some really incredible injuries that my life was saved by this beautiful woman over here, um, who plays Adabio, and uh, and and we got some teasers going on with Danielle's character. She, yeah.
3: yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. I feel like we are uh, left as a team, as a unit, and it took a journey for us to get there, uh, but we finally do. And um, I think we realize who the true badasses are, and that's us—the two women that you're talking to right here. <laughs> so, have either one of you been
1: downloaded on any details for season two as to where what's next for your characters?
2: Do you think that even, even if we had, do you think that we would be able to talk about that? Well, I think you might be able <laughs> to say yes, something The answer like. to
0: that is yes, we do think you'd be able to talk about that. Because I'll tell you why. Because Mr. Gunn has an inability not to talk about it. So I kind of feel like we're just being polite asking you guys.
2: Hardcore <laughs> well, gets
1: out of the hospital. Yes. And Etta and mom kind of fight
3: how would you, well, that's, that's, that's all you see, you don't see nothing else. Like what else? I know you have more vision and vision and imagination than that. Come on.
0: That's it. You are, you are clearly flattering us on a day when you should not. (laughs) (laughs) Our vision and imagination is so limited. Trust me.
2: Anthony, I know that you guys just talked to James. So if you have some information about uh, season two, you probably already got it.
1: He already he he only teased that there would be repercussions, and he says, "I don't mean good and I don't mean bad from everything that went down." As far as the um, the killing of the cow, it was so funny. Dominic, our editor, Greg Evans today said, "You know, people aren't going to understand what this cow is." He's like, "What are you talking about, larvae cow?" And I'm like, "Big alien beast." Yeah, like email. I know. He had to spell it out as to what-
0: where- I, I, I know, but honestly, I just want to say, you guys were fantastic over the season. You know, yeah, there there's there is there's a lot of ways a show like this can go um, and to turn it into a genuine ensemble and, and to make it where, you know, the connections, obviously we joked about at the beginning, but the connections to the larger movie, into the- re- And of course, when we've already announced this, by the way, at the beginning of the podcast, so spoiler alert, Aquaman and Flash show up and, you know, Wonder Woman and Superman, but they don't speak; they just hover. Um, you know the connections to the greater DC universe, what have you? Is amazing the way you guys put this together, and you—you you guys really, you kicked ass. You just kicked really ass, fun. literally and figuratively.
3: That's really kind, man. I, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just—I'm just really grateful to have been able to join this universe, and like James Gunn has was a dream to work with and his vision. He's very, very clear on exactly what he sees and wants. And thank God for that because, you know, we reap the benefits of what he's, you know, laid down for us. And um, I, I mean, I, I cannot wait for season two because I had so much fun shooting season one and getting to do all the action, but also like having this character that has so much depth And you know, there's just all of the elements that you want, he gives you. And so um, I'm just really excited about season two.
2: Yeah, and he also gives you all the elements that you didn't know you wanted. So (laughs) he put all kinds of surprises. I mean, it's just, it was such a, for me, it was such a joy to, to, to shoot the entire series, just from, you know, all the action I got to do to, all of the, you know, fun uh, moments on set where we couldn't stop laughing or whatever. I mean, it was just a, it was just a dream. I had such an amazing time. It was, you know, I've always wanted to be on like an ensemble show like Friends or something like that. And I feel like I got that and more because this show is is that and also so much more.
1: What I love uh, about the show is just how it, everything we've been through in the last two plus years, it just you know it's a commentary on all of that divided nation, Black Lives Matter, everything. Can you can both of you talk more about that?
3: Yeah, I that mean, he's
1: put into the show. That it, I, I mean, it's just wonderful.
3: I think he's super super smart. Super smart on um, uh, playing on that and not shying away from it. You know, I, we had uh, talks about it earlier, and and he kept saying just like this. Um, parallel that he, we, he was going to play with between um, Peacemaker and Adebayo. And, and I, I was really leaning into it because uh, there was just so many things, you know, that we could say that, that make them different, you know, and which would make these two people like not want to be in a room together or just not relate to one another. But yet this golden nugget he's left us with, they have the same freaking issue they have the same problem, (laughs) you know, they're trying to learn how to navigate um, outside of their parents' um, uh, uh, idea of who they should be and what they should be doing. And that always will hit the core of who you are, because that's what made you, who birthed you, who raised you, who taught you right from wrong. So he was able to tap into that, and then leave us with the realization that there is space for us to Grow and be better, but also for us to um, uh, what my thought left me, but the for us to um, to just realize that we have way more you know in common than we than we do different. Um, yes,
2: absolutely.
3: So I, I just thought that was really cool the the way in which he did it, um, and and also for us to to be able to. Um, make up our own minds and, and um, the, build our own morality and what's right for us. And I think that's what Adebayo and Peacemaker have to discover what works for them and what makes them become the, the best human they can be. Um, Do you, you know, in, in that
0: there's clearly the divisions that were, are within the characters themselves. There's the divisions that are within the group and there's the divisions, which, as Anthony said, exemplify, and as you guys talk about, exemplify greater America. But I want to kind of jump back a little bit, and I guess maybe it's a kind of a practical level. Is, you know, you guys shot this up in Vancouver during the pandemic in a very closed-down, lockdown environment. And I know in Vancouver particularly, the things were taken very seriously up in Canada about dealing with this. How much do you think that influenced your guys' mentality and the tone of the show and where, and where things were going and where they were at? Jennifer
2: um, I I would like to I'd like to think that it didn't influence the tone of the show at all that we were all able to uh, navigate it uh, as professionally as possible I think it probably it influenced the experience more than anything because we weren't able to do the types of um, sort of, camaraderie building things that you would normally be able to do while you're shooting something like this. Like we, we almost never hung out outside of set. We just were so sort of isolated. Um, it was, so it was very rare for us to really get to experience like just going to dinner together or something like that. Um, and, uh, so it was, it was difficult in that respect. And because James was, he, his, his schedule was so incredibly tight trying to get from uh, Peacemaker to Guardians 3. Uh, if we had any shutdowns due to COVID, it was likely that just James, at the very least, James would not be able to direct the episodes that he had planned on directing because he had an out time and he had to go, you know? So I think it affected things to some degree, probably on a personal level, but I don't know that it really affected the the tone of the show at all. Um, you know, aside from maybe the way that James approached writing the show, um, he, because he wrote it in COVID, you know, he wrote it, it, it all kind of came out of his, his COVID anxieties while he was sitting at home in, in our house in Studio City while he was doing the post-production on the Suicide Squad. Uh, he was just trying to, you know, let out a lot of his anxieties and out came this, this series. But, you know, probably more so the sort of, the divide on social media, to some degree, probably uh, affected the tone of the show. You know, I think one of the interesting things about the show is that I think that online and on social media, you get a lot of these very polarizing views because the loudest voices, uh, you know, rise to the top. Whereas in my experience, anyway, when you kind of talk to people in life and you experience, you know, interacting with people in life, people's views are not as polarizing, generally speaking, as they are online. So it's much easier in person when you're, you know, face to face with people to find common ground with people that you might otherwise feel very different from. Um, So I think, I think probably those are the things that really affected the tone of the show from my perspective anyway. You know,
0: it's interesting because of course, I often feel like social media is just a place to, pardon my language, but to shit talk everything. And that's like, that's what people do. They do it for the attention because the attention results in the likes and the clicks. And then that just, that just creates a wheel of more and more negative attention. As they say, yeah. you know, if it leads, it bleeds. And that certainly has become the tourism on social media.
1: So Jennifer and Danielle, what did you think of the ending? Because James was telling me, so Sophie possessed by one of the, you know, possessed by Gough, the butterfly, gives this very convincing speech to, for the butterflies to stay alive. And I could swear that Peacemaker was going to go along with her. And then he does not. And, um, It's just really interesting. And she gives a speech that kind of encapsulates again, encapsulates everything we've gone through, you know, in recent times. What did, James told me in the drafting process that there was a point when he was considering the peacemaker was gonna go off with the butterflies. I'm just curious, what did you think of the ending? How did you, how did you take the ending? Because when he told me that I almost fell out of my seat. I'm
3: like that, wow, that's amazing.
2: Go ahead, Danielle.
3: I like the choice. (laughs) I mean, my answer is pretty simple, but I like the choice because, I don't know, it gives, it just allows you to see him really have a mind of his own and not be so dodo birdy, like I know it's like not a word, but like just to like put some thought behind what he's doing and to be about what he's talked about, you know, being a man of peace and like, not so easily trapped in in stupidity. So I'm just I'm felt like very proud of Peacemaker for making the right decision, um, especially after all of the crazy team building moments and the like letting each other down and all of these moments that happen. Like just to come out on top and and do the right thing and hold us up as he does. At the end, you know, literally holding up hardcore. Um, I just really like that choice. Yeah,
0: um, can I tell you something I really liked, and I know well a lot of people did. So, um, Danielle, you turned into a human missile, kind of, cool. hey! <laughs> kind of really cool. And and the funny thing is is. You, 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 and your character and Peacemaker's helmets has been this like weaved in subtext throughout so much of the series.
3: Well, because what you need to know is I am the real Peacemaker. 100, okay? 100%, 100%. <laughs> 100.
0: Look, I'm all ready to look. You know, maybe it's just by you know lineage alone, but clearly you've got superpowers we've yet to see. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! Crazy. So much fun though. I mean, so I I've got this this awesome picture of you with the peacemaker helmet on and Chikuti in the background with this gun. Yeah, oh I got you too. That I got to post it. Makes me happy.
3: Yeah, man, it was really cool. Like just getting to do all that stuff, you know. And especially for me, I never, I've always dreamt of that and and had aspirations to be able to do action show or movie. But you just never know if you'll ever get that opportunity, especially because I've not seen that as much for someone like myself. And so that's why I always was drawn into James Gunn's work, because he had Amanda Waller be Viola Davis, someone who looked like me. Like His his diversity in casting was always there, so I've always been uh, drawn into his work. But you're always like, will I actually get a chance to do this, you know, because you know I, yeah so he just I'm just really happy um I got to do that and put on these helmets and I, I did most of my stunts there was only one stunt they would not let me do which is side, which was falling out of the cow I couldn't do they wouldn't let me do that oh <laughs> uh, really no so shout um, out if you, if you don't mind me asking why uh, safety just oh. <laughs> safety reasons just to make sure I uh, made it home <laughs> okay. what was the drop
1: like a 20 foot oh, drop? It,
2: Jen, how, did you get to see it? Like, I don't it was know it's pretty, it was pretty it was, high it was, yeah pretty I, I don't high. know I mean you know you land you're landing on on Mad. pads and everything like yeah. that but still it's like the the thing about the thing that people I don't know if they realize but these stunt these stunt doubles the things that they do, they're dangerous. I mean, they put, they do, they, they put every precaution, like take every precaution that they can take to make it as safe as possible so that the stunt doubles hopefully don't get hurt. But my stunt double Yulia was doing the, um, the fight, the fight sequence in episode three at the golf residence. And she gets kicked by judo master and flies through the air. And she was just rehearsing that stunt and she got uh, she got a concussion during just the rehearsal of the stunt, and things like that happen all the time to them. And and you know, we're it, like, thank God that the actors have those people that do put themselves in harm way harm's way for us, because if we get hurt, then you can't film the rest of the series. So yeah. you know, they what they do is so incredibly important to what we do, and and they're just they're awesome. It they really kick is. ass. They're like real superheroes.
3: Yeah.
0: No, no, no. I have to tell you that that's very very true, Jennifer. And 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 it's you know it's I have to say it's really gracious of you guys to do that because a lot of times when people watch these movies and they see these or these shows and they see these stunts and what have you, they forget the, the that great team effort behind and the work that the stunt people do and and you know, we always hear at Deadline and Hero Nation, give full respect to those people because they help make the magic that you guys help as well. Yeah. We Absolutely. really appreciate you guys being with us. We really appreciate the show, but I have to ask both of you, what surprised you the most about making this show and about the reaction that we've seen to season one of Peacemaker? Danielle?
3: What surprised me the most, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I can't answer that question, but I think what I guess what surprised me most <laughs> was the response. Um, all of the love to hear that this show was like the number one show in the world at one point in this journey, if it's not still. Yeah. Uh, that's kind oh, of- Oh, it definitely is today. <laughs> you know, it's mind blowing. It's crazy because when I was on Orange is a New Black and still now, I have men come up to me and they're always like, oh my gosh, my wife loves your show. Which in my head, I'm like, but your wife's not here. So you had to have watched it to know who I am. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. uh, but people always say like, now it's my husband watches your show. Like that's all I hear over and over. And and I'm just um just in awe of the love that the fans have been given. And they've been very generous with me. I kind of, I don't, I just was nervous because I thought I was going to be quizzed on everything DC universe. And, you know, I just didn't know uh, how I would be received not knowing so much. Um, But everybody's been really cool and kind and just been so gracious with the love that they've given us on this show.
0: Now let me ask you a follow-up question. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Were you
3: surprised when we found out who your mom was? Oh, was I surprised when y'all found out, or was yeah. I surprised when I found out?
0: Were you surprised? Sorry, I should reword that. Were you surprised when
3: you found out? I was hella excited. That's what sold me. Like, I mean, I was so, but like when he told me Amanda Waller was my mom, and that's slash Viola Davis, oh um, yes, yes, sign me up. Uh, I'm doing this.
0: <laughs> okay, so then I, I'm gonna ask you, and you may or may not tell me. We, yes. see, Vi- we see Viola very briefly. Watching television, not pleased. But then again, to be honest, she's never pleased. <laughs> um,
3: are we going to see her more in season two? I do not know. I would not be surprised. But I do not have the answer to that. But I have to say that was like kind of the saddest part for me was being shooting in the pandemic kind of took that moment away to actually have a scene with her in person. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I I hope that you know she will you know James will write her in and she'll accept with her busy schedule uh, to come and play with us over in Peacemaker Land. But I, I hope I hope
0: so. Jennifer, for you, surprises reactions.
2: Um, I'd say that the biggest surprise for me was actually uh, the amount of. Of women that watch the show and that love the show, that love my character, uh, that connect with my character, that connect with Danielle's character. Um, you know, I it's there's a lot of nuance to the show, and the show is so much more than the brazen um, sort of uh, machismo masculinity that comes off from a lot of what uh, Peacemaker is and a lot of uh, that that side of the show. But the show is just so much more than that, and it's incredibly nuanced, and there's a lot of emotion. And I was a little bit afraid that people would only see the the biggest, loudest, uh, goofiest parts of the show, and not really pay as much attention to the, all of the nuance. But um, everyone totally gets it. It seems to speak to people that watch the show, um, and they people really, really uh, get it and appreciate it, and appreciate all of the nuance that James put into the show. And so. You know, I guess you just shouldn't underestimate people's ability to, to to appreciate things that are not so in your face. You shouldn't underestimate people's ability to understand and appreciate nuance because um, all of the depth of the show isn't quite as loud as, as some of the other parts of the show, but if people really get it. And people really seem to understand my character. I was a little bit afraid that people would think she was just this kind of harsh uh bitchy uh woman but people seem to to really understand where she's coming from and that's also that was a huge surprise for me because I was just like well I just have to I just have to go for it 100% and just be who she is and and play her um as as honestly as I can and if people don't like her I guess that's just what it's going to be but hopefully they do and hopefully they see who she is and where that comes from and 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 they totally do, so I'm just so that. stoked and excited that people, uh, that people really, it resonates with people.
1: Well, it have, certainly does. I have guys, one more don't. question oh. before we go. One
0: more. Have <laughs> you had- actually you, don't want you to go. By the way, before you go, we want to hold you Guys, Will you guys come back to the Hero Nation podcast when season two drops? Of course. We have honored seats. We will send over cake and coffee. Of course, I I'll um, take
3: great cake.
0: Make it so. Cheap. Yeah, Jennifer. Danielle. I always use the cake and coffee to promise. I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm a cheap, cheap, sweet date like that. <laughs> so Jennifer and Danielle, have you heard
1: about this Suicide Squad spinoff series? This new one, and as hard as have,
3: I've heard so many rumors.
1: And Etta Bio going to make an appearance in it.
3: See, i know a, jennifer
1: knows L- that's the thing
3: yeah. jennifer is the one like she's the plug but i she, know she never...
0: <laughs> but, I mean, she i'm just going to point out something as everyone
1: the who only
3: listened, reason hero i nation was knows,
0: <laughs> as everyone who listened to hero nation knows we uh when we do the podcast we all sit and see each other and talk obviously you guys hear the audio i want to tell you some very knowing glances between jennifer and danielle just now very knowing
3: glances <laughs> Don't listen to him. (laughs) No, I I really, I feel like I've heard probably every rumor that you've heard, um, but have no um, solid information about anything, so
1: I'm sorry. We know it's not Margot Robbie. We know it's not Harley Quinn. We know that.
3: (laughs) How do you know?
1: I think, well, by deduction.
0: Watch. This is
1: gonna be the Harley Quinn show.
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Everyone, you know, if you don't know, I'm about to tell you Peacemaker season finale dropped on HBO Max today. Watch the whole season, watch this season, catch up on some Hanoi rocks. If you don't know who they are, because you should put it this way, Guns N' Roses fans, your boys kind of ripped them off. Anyways, 80s rock and nostalgia trivia aside. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys.
2: Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deadline Podcast, Hero Nation. Now make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss a single episode. And of course, you can find all of our breaking news coverage of TV, film, business, and everything
1: affecting our industry at Deadline.com.
0: Take care.
1: Plus.